Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for your New Year's resolution. We all spent a lot of money during the holidays, and I can help you save some money, too. Do what I did. Call the Canopy Group. They shopped over 16 insurance companies, increased my coverage greatly, and saved me over $600 annually. I procrastinated and wish I had done this a decade earlier. Now I'm part of the Canopy Group's annual process. I do not have the time, interest, or knowledge to shop 16 different companies for my home and auto insurance. Do me and yourself a favor. Don't procrastinate. Make this your New Year's resolution. Call the Canopy Group and get the best insurance coverage and save money. You will be off to a wonderful New Year. Do me and yourself a favor. Don't procrastinate. Make this your New Year's resolution. Go to thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. Always fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, Patrick Roycey, how far was football as a sport set back <laughs> by that display at Soldier Field Monday night? I was thinking with all the damage that Omicron is doing to the Omicron, whatever it is, doing to the sports schedule. It's too bad it didn't eliminate the two Minnesota games last night that were uh, played. Uh, <laughs> certainly the Bears, that was unbelievable how you did not, how the Vikings did not beat them 42 to 6 or something like that because they did everything possible. The Vikings didn't have 200 yards, right? How many yards did they end up with? 170 or something? Kirk didn't throw for 100, Patrick. It yeah. was awful. Yeah, I know it was, uh, and the offensive line who we have, uh, you know, been saying, okay, they're better, blah, blah, blah. They just got overran by the Bears pass rush and they couldn't run it either. It was, uh, it was a good old fashioned Kirk stinks and the offensive line stinks performance. Fortunately, uh, the Bears, uh, who made, who gained over 300 yards and had plenty of opportunities. Justin Fields, as I've said before, would be a fine quarterback had he sat around for two and a half years like all quarterbacks used to, Tommy Kramers of the world, and didn't start playing till their third or fourth year. He is not prepared to play in the NFL, but, you know, they they paid him, they drafted him high, and the options are Andy Dalton got hurt. But you see, watching him, why their original instinct was to play Andy Dalton. Everybody was giving him hell about that. Yep. But this kid's not ready to play. He's not ready to play. And, you know, he can run. He's a 
he'd be a good option quarterback with a if if that's the way they wanted to play. But he's not ready to play, and that was uh, he was brutal, and uh, the Bears were brutal, and yet they should have won the game. That's the incredible thing. That's because that I kept the the weird thing, Patrick, is I never at any point in that game thought the Vikings are going to blow this. Like ordinarily, there's no. that sort of weird sense, right? Like they're they're going to blow this. I never felt they were going to lose that football game. No, they, uh, you know, they, they, they could. Well, how many personal fouls they end up with? Three or four, and they're just—I I mean, they're just—they, they just play like dummies. And uh, they didn't have fourteen players. They didn't have their secondary. How I, I don't understand. I know there was a big pass rush, but I don't understand how Jefferson didn't catch 12 passes last night instead of four. I don't think it was a lack of targets. They didn't double team him all night, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was an amazing game. It, you can't compare it to the Steelers game because against the Steelers, they were great for two and a half quarters. Yeah. Yes. They weren't great for two and a half minutes last night. Uh uh, at least offensively, they weren't. I mean, the defense played okay against a team that has no offense. So, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was brutal. It was it was the, the one thing is it moved fairly fast. <laughs> so I thought the same exact thing. Get the thing. Hey, thing's moving. Can we get this thing over with? Uh, Nagy uh, certainly uh, uh, knows his fate. He's he's on the sidelines. He knows his fate. What what did he manage to say to him? to get a 15-yard penalty because basically NFL coaches are allowed to say anything they want to to uh, to uh, referees. I wonder what he – I wonder what that was. I guess it was prolonging the argument after the timeout. No, supposedly um, the ref told a reporter that, that it crossed a line, and I won't tell you the words he used. So, no, oh, he, okay. he dropped some magical words. Oh, he, dropped okay. some of the, okay. he dropped some of the key words okay. to get a penalty. All right. Well, and they yeah. were awful. That that crew was oh, terrible. Who are they? Who was it? Um, I've got it written. Oh, down they were. They had no idea what. They, then they were they over this. Yes. They had the, you know what? One of their problems is each one of these crews, right, has the seventy-year-old guy, right, <laughs> works the sideline, and he ends up trying to explain it. He don't know what the hell happened. He he throws one flag a game. And is just there to because he's got seniority, right? And every 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 crew's True. got that idiot over there who's talking to the visiting coach who has no idea what he's talking about or what was called or tried to explain it. And that wasn't uh, Jeffers or Jeffers. Scott Scott Novak's crew. Never heard of it. Never Scott Novak. I never want to see him again. On, an, on another point, uh, I was listening on the radio to Sunday, one of the Sunday night game, uh, the Sunday night game, yeah. And that Cheffers or Jeff or Cheffers, what's Jeffers. his name? Uh, Carl Cheffers, I think is. He has called his crew has called more penalties than Hakala this year. That's they're averaging more. I wrote a column about this after like like week three. NFL officiating drives me insane. It's the the they forget hockey referees calling bad penalties. Forget you know NBA officials calling forty fouls, which that's the the game. No sport as the, are the officials more involved than in the NFL. 
it's it's incredible. Oh, absolutely. It, because it, they impact major plays all the yes, time. Yes, you what you watch, what you've seen, you gotta wait fifteen seconds to find out if you really saw it or not. Because yes. the all the flags that get tossed out now, it used to be it was an embarrassment if you threw a late flag, right? Now they're doing it all the time. You know, now they're doing it all the time. It's uh uh, the, the the popularity of the game continues to stun me, the NFL, because, I mean, there's so much to disturb you about it, and uh, yet we we can't get enough of it. I, I think probably because games are close and, you know, it's only once a week and stuff like that. But uh, mm-hmm. it's it would be a tragedy, though, if this team actually makes the playoffs because they are – bunch of frauds the vikings you know. oh yeah they're not good yeah no i mean they just well they're they're, 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 they don't play up to their talent level never and they haven't played up to their talent level all year basically they've had a couple of games they beat the packers and blah 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 but they're not they're a bunch of frauds they shouldn't be in the playoffs but they probably still have they still have a chance to make it because of the the ad in the seventh team is uh is is kind of uh you know given Another miserable team a chance to be in it, but they're this is this is an unlovable team, that's for sure. That's what I keep saying. It's not a likable group. They they look like they are having no fun playing. It's pulling teeth every week, it seems like. Yes. And, and that starts uh, with Zimmer. Like he's he he's always miserable. Yes. And uh the other part of it, of course, is that uh, the quarterback, yeah, deep in their hearts, nobody likes the quarterback. I heard uh, whoever was the announcers last night. I heard uh, oh. what's uh, what's what's the guy who's become prominent as an analyst. Uh, he said we had a really enjoyable Riddick? conversation. We had a really enjoyable Riddick? conversation with Kirk Cousins. You're lying. You did not have an enjoyable conversation with him because he never says anything sincere. I will say this about that game. Everything from the officiating to the teams to the announcers was mailed in. I don't think anybody cared. <laughs> I think I think nobody cared. They were they were literally saying things about both teams that that were so surface, you know, like the these two teams don't like each other. Um, Thanks, Steve Levy. Uh, boy, I uh, I don't know how much Akeem Hicks can't can't play a full schedule. He's too damn big, and he gets hurt all the time. But man, he's a monster when he plays, isn't he? Oh, he's good. <laughs> yeah, our skinny little middle of the line had no chance against that fella. Mm-mm. No zero chance. You know uh, the attempt to rebuild the offensive line. The number one, the big failure in that is Bradbury. That he can't play, right? Mm-hmm. That's a Number big, yeah. one first round yeah. draft choice, and he can't play. Yeah, and yeah, that's a big swing in the middle. I think they assumed that uh, when they drafted him, and he weighed what three ten or something, that they thought they could make him a three hundred and thirty pound fat guy, but they can't. Mm-mm. Not everybody, surprising as it is, and uh, not everybody can put her on as well as I could in my day, you know. So. It's it's uh, they can't they can't get this guy any bigger and stronger and he's got no foundation and when he's playing that guy it's a joke. Yeah, well, yeah, because Hicks lifts people up, Pat. Yeah, he just carries them around. 
Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Mason Cole, <laughs> he got trampled a few times too. How about this Quinn? Does he get 16 sacks now? Yeah, he was. And he doesn't have Khalil on the other side. If Khalil had bailed on him, that'd be a, they would have they they could have done some serious damage last night. Yeah, who who gets that job? The Bears' job, do you think? I don't know, but they're supposedly going to hire fire Ryan Pace too and do it all over again. How many times have they done it all over again down there? Uh, oh, you know, yeah, several, right? I have I have no idea who 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 it is. I you know who's the I think it's, uh, I don't know, they got to hire Buck Showalter type to me, somebody who knows what the hell they're doing, right? Yes. Somebody, some wily old veteran or something and who could bring in the right coach and, uh, you know, try to try to get some standards of operation there. It's, uh, you know, with with that market and everything they have, they, they have, they, they've, They've been better than the Lions, and they've had their moments, obviously. But I still say in the '80s mm-hmm. with that team, it's a, it's a, it's it was tremendous underachieving to win only one Super Bowl with the best defense that ever played, and uh, they've they've just they've been bad for uh, way more often than not. They've been bad for fifty years. So, you know, we, it's beautiful to have the Lions and the Bears in your fourth team division. That's for sure. And the Bears are so weird because they'll pop up. They'll definitely pop up mm-hmm. and and have good teams. But yeah, they've the the level of of inconsistency from them. Um, well, the, the team that won the division was it eighteen, and then came in here and kicked the crap yes. out of the Vikings at the end of the coach season. of the year, Pat. And that looked like a team with a future, and boom, disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've talked about it before. It all started with Nagy's. Nagy's whole focus was on getting a different field goal kicker instead of improving his team. You know, they spent the whole, you know, auditioning, auditioning field goal kickers in, in minicamp and then abusing all of them verbally. Speaking of field goal kickers, our guy Danny Carlson won one the other night at the buzzer I saw. Last night, Monday yeah. night in yeah. Cleveland, yeah. Yeah. Wow. He, ice water in his veins now. <laughs> it's incredible. It is amazing that Spielman. What? How gutless was he in that situation when the, he gets his pouting coach to to uh, you know because he blows a, a, the second game of the season in Green Bay and he lets his pouting coach get rid of a kicker that he just drafted, what, fifth round or something? Yeah, uh, yeah that's exactly what he What a gutless, you know. What a, he's, you know, he's he's gutless. He's a backstabber. He's, he's going to he's, – he's doing everything he can right now to – try to survive if they don't end up going to the playoffs. Do you think going to the playoffs is going to be enough to save these two guys? Not Zimmer, no. No. Not Jimmy got to win a game? Yeah, at least. And they're I, going to be a seventh seed, so they're going to have to play who? The Rams out there, probably. Who's going to end up second in the NFC? Tampa, Tampa's going to. Tampa's, you know, yeah, Tampa's falling now after yeah, the last I was going to say Tampa would. You wouldn't mind playing Tampa, probably, but Tampa is uh, 
what uh, they're, they don't have any, they have to bring Antonio Brown back. They lost that mm-hmm. good receiver and uh, they looked horrible. And uh, so it's probably going to be the Rams. Huh? These yeah. guys, now the Rams, the way the, the good luck the Vikings have been having lately, people though, they think they're lucky this year. You know, they had some narrow losses, but they've had good luck lately. And, uh, you know, with the way their luck's running, probably a couple of Rams will get hurt tonight to play it. And they'll get That's to the thing, Pat. The Rams play. It's Tuesday. They play tonight, and then yes. they're going to come back and play the heaven play on Monday. And the schedule, the schedule called for the Vikings to be playing on short rest, and now the Rams are playing on shorter rest. So it's a big gift for them. If but if you can't block uh, the middle of that line, how are you going to block Aaron now? We're about to find yeah. out. You might not be. Yeah, because he might be carried out a, another fabulous year. Stadium so. on a stretcher. Yes. I don't know though. I, the NFL will make it to the finish line with the uh, with the COVID flying around, but I don't know who else is going to. Yeah, to to switch topics, the Wild goes out and that, it was kind of weird. I was watching some of that last night. They pulled the goalie with nine and a half minutes to go and down six three, and it took eight minutes for Dallas to get a goal. Right after they pulled him. It, it, they didn't score until the wild scored. The wild first, had, right? the, had scored one, but the wild yeah. had the puck for like eight minutes trying to come back. But there is no way in God's green earth you can take 120 players from your league that your best you got and send them to China. No, is they're it? not going to do that. Well, then they got to announce it. They're then going, they got to say something. They're dragging their feet, but they're going to. They can't send them. They, 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 they won't. You get them over there, they test half of the, the third they of them. they got to stay there. they got to stay for three weeks. <laughs> and and it, it, it was stupid to begin with. And uh, I, I don't know how they got talked into, but what are they waiting for? What? Are, there's no way you can do this. So there's a January 10th. If they wait past January 10th, it's going to financially impact them. So we, and I believe they, I believe well, they alluded to, we'd probably have an announcement at some point this week. Well, I mean, yeah, but by January 10th, are things going to get better? No, the they're world? not going I, anywhere. When we're multiplying every week, every day by, you know, it's doubling every day. And, I got it. It ain't getting better folks. So, and uh, they're testing more now. Yeah. For, Football's just said, hey, if you're vaxxed, we're done. Yeah, I said football's new code is if you're not on a ventilator, you can play. You know, if if we have to take you to the hospital, put you in an oxygen tech, tent and start life-saving measures, we might, then we might declare eligible. you ineligible. Then you can't play this week. Otherwise, we're going to play 17 games every team. If we have to have a team play Friday and Saturday, we're going to do it to get this schedule played. Oh, speaking of that, why doesn't this league just come out and say, "All right, we're going to be upfront. We don't care as long as we can make our money and play our games. Yes. We don't this whole this whole charade about we got to do this and look at we care. The NFL cares." I saw Courtney Cronin going crazy about this on Twitter. And I agree with you 100%. The, we're going to have, when the Vikings are here Sunday, we're going to have 60,000 people in the stadium, 12 of whom are going to be wearing masks, right? And 
we're going to have, you know, all these people around, but aren't they, they're trying to go back to Zoom as far as interviewing them, right? I mean, they don't want to. Do I saw that. they passed some rule. Yeah, yes. Yeah, they, they're the part of their new rule to fight COVID is to keep these germ carrying uh, uh, reporters away from them who have, none of their problems have been traced to uh, reporters whatsoever. Right. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're just, a, they're a bunch of bad guys. That's, that's, they're a bunch of bad guys, NFL owners. All you got to do is look. Did you see the guy sitting next to Jerry up there in the booth yesterday or the other night when the game was on? No. Ooh. This guy looked like he might have been at the January 6th protest. <laughs> he was a, he was a hardcore looking looking uh fanatic. I'll tell you some billionaire, I suppose. It was uh, uh I don't know. Yeah, bad football game though. There's no doubt. Oh, about it. Yes, yes it was. Judd. These bowl games, really? Come on! I, I look at this schedule. Collar yeah. loves them. Kent Our guy Matt State, Collar Kent loves them. State's playing Wyoming. I know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go to that game if you lived in Laramie. If you lived next to the stadium in Laramie, what is that about? Why do we do this? The Boise Potato Bowl, <laughs> Kent State and Wyoming. They're both six and six. Why would you put Kent State on a plane and fly them to Boise? Save your money, for God's sakes. It's unbelievable. It's, 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 no it's just so stupid. And they added, you know, the thing was, you used to be a bowl eligible. And, and uh, you know, and then six or seven of the teams wouldn't make a bowl game, right? They had to add one this year because they had a six and six team that didn't have a bowl game. It's gone from... You're bowl eligible to we have to find a bowl to send you if you go six and six. If you go five hundred, we have to have a we it's not fair because one of our Mountain West teams that finished five hundred didn't have a bowl game, so we added one. Some some I'm not even sure where they played it, but they they went from forty two to forty three because one had gotten dropped since last year. So they had to find a game because they had one extra bowl eligible team, and Hawaii got in, even though they were six and seven. They were under five hundred. Oh, sure, six, yeah, six. It, yeah, but they got to six. It's, uh, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, uh, as, as an old guy, uh, the the one of the most disturbing things is when we when you have to read that oh they've been to they'd only gone to. Three bowl games in their entire history, and now with Mason and uh, and Fleck and whoever came in between, we've gone to uh, twenty bowl games. Yeah. Guess what? There were four. And guess yeah. what? When they were winning national championships, they couldn't go to bowl games. The Big Ten did not allow their teams to go to bowl games until 1947 when after the war they made the Rose Bowl pack so it well, oh come on these bowls are fantastic I, I mean there's there's 13 people at games who's uh the crowd shots uh, are great who uh who you go for loyalists are paying a thousand bucks to fly to Phoenix or Tucson or wherever the hell this game is 
to to watch West Virginia, which you know you, you know the other great folly of all these bowl games is uh, unless you're in the playoffs, uh, you got like the running back from West Virginia, their whole offense. He's not playing. He might get drafted. And oh god, yeah. It, I mean the the, yeah, that's how guys the are folly now. of the whole thing is now become the agents getting the players not to play in their bowl games. So the mm-hmm. bowl games are so bad that even the best players won't go play in them if they're drafted, if they're, if they get a chance to be drafted, it's stupid. It's nothing more than programming now. That's all yeah. it is. You know what? Uh, wants the programming. You know what Thursday is, don't you? Thursday. No. Best of us. Oh, where yes. we air our grievances, but we're doing it on Tuesday this year. We're we're airing our grievances. Every day is Festivus for Patrick <laughs> yeah, Royce. Right. Let's not we're, kid ourselves. We're, we're celebrating Festivus two days early uh, with the airing our grievances here. So. Festivus column, I could sort of see that from you. Yeah, it was. Uh, you'd, I, you'd be a I, candidate I, for I'm, Festivus. I got a couple other things going, but I'm but contemplating. Uh, I'm contemplating uh, doing that. So because Festivus. Really does. Of all the Seinfeld stuff, I don't. I think that was probably the best. Don't you? Yeah, probably. Yeah, just well, so damn creative. Well, uh, and uh, yes, and of course, when the when the uh, gal sees uh, George after he got out of the pool is. Uh... <laughs> Although you know what, <laughs> that was a it, pretty good one. Too. <laughs> as good as that show was, I don't think it holds a candle to Curb. I think Curb is the – I don't know how they do it, but they come mm-hmm. up with every possible um, uh, predicament and absolutely run with it. I oh, think yeah. Curb is is genius. Yes, and you know what? The Curb as also – I can't even identify these shows by names, but the Curb, the, the, the storyline of things getting more and more and more complicated has been – People have attempted to rip that off uh, in in a lot of movies and a lot of other things. I think more so than Seinfeld, the curb has uh, curb has created a whole new genre of of the the more and more the the, the woes getting yes. the one little lie piled up upon others and stuff like that. I I would say it probably is, but uh, you know the. Because it it doesn't have quite the burlesque quality that uh, Seinfeld did with, you know, Kramer coming in and doing the same, oh, right. yes. same joke every week and stuff like that. They don't they don't rely on the same they, the same theme, but the same joke. But they're getting they're getting older before our lives, man. You know, Susie was my favorite character, but now that she's old, she doesn't have quite the same. It's it's more strained, right? The F, the F bomb, to be the meanest woman that her F bomb. It's the usage of the F bomb, Pat. It's it's her it's her delivery. Jeff, Jeff being a a ladies man is not. It doesn't quite work as well. (laughs) It didn't work that well when he was just a fat guy, but now it's now he's a fat old guy, and they they're still trying to convince you that he's out there womanizing all the time, which is a little hard to do. By the way. The wife and I late last night after every, all the sports were over. Watch the, uh, I think it's on Amazon somewhere. The Ricky and Lucy, the Ricky and Lucy uh, oh. being being the Ricardos or something like uh-huh. that, and it had only one star, which tells me 
that there's really a lot of generations out there who don't give a damn about Ricky and Lucy because it's not too bad. It's it's pretty good. It's Kidman, right? Kidman plays yeah. uh, Cole Kidman plays Lucy and a different side of Lucy you never saw. And uh, who was it? Uh, the, the 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 guy who plays Ricky is a Bardet Javier Bardet. So the cast is great. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. I recommend it. I, I kind of enjoyed it because it's it's a uh, it's it goes back to a week when uh, the the in the early fifties when uh, uh, House on uh, American Activities was investigating Hollywood. They're crazy people, and uh, and Lucy way back in the thirties had checked a box as a voter registration, a communist. So they oh really? They, but she was not a devoted communist. Right. Her, her grandfather was, and she just did it. To, she was not a political at all. But if somebody, Walter Winchell, a commie a hunter, uh, mentioned it on the radio and it became a big deal. So it was, it was pretty good. And we're all looking was... for stuff to watch beyond football games after last night. So. Are you get There's two more tonight. Week That's 15 right. ends Tuesday night. And we get Wednesday off. And week 16 starts Thursday. That's right. Thursday, yeah. Well, COVID's really set them back. <laughs> more programming. How about uh, you know, it's uh, the 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 the, the uh, wolves had what two more guys, right? Uh, they, yeah, they Bever- Beverly and who who else? Nobody, nobody. You can bring all. You can now bring one for one replacements from the G League. Yeah, yeah. They, What's the poor G League going to do? What are they doing? Shut down. Going I don't down know. to junior colleges and recruit them. What's the poor G League? Gonna Find do? high school kids. I, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. It's uh, this uh, this damn thing is uh, oh, it's 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 roaring, baby. It's, that's why football said we're done testing. If you're back, yeah, yeah, right. football's done. like we're throwing in that towel. We have we have solved the COVID problem by not testing. It's great. Yep, yep, yep. Look to Florida. When in doubt, what did Florida do? <laughs> yeah, Just right. stop. Yeah, they did. Hey, is uh. It looks like our guy Kirk Kirk will make make it to the finish line, huh? What what so what are the the Kirk know. lovers? I know you and uh, you and Phil keep telling me there's really still there's be, becoming this whole subculture of Kirk admirers, the Kirk defenders, cousins, crusaders. Phil calls. Phil, what do you do after last night? What do you, uh, I, I think, think you if, get... if you're in that group, what do you do? You blame the blame the offensive line you blame you blame the line i think you quiet down and and then hope that kirk puts up some big stats against the rams because i think to the kirk fans the his statistical performance is the most important thing right yeah like they lost but can't blame kirk he threw for 350 yards or something like that this time he threw for i know that's what i'm saying i think yeah i think you turn down i think you turn down the tone um for a week and hope for better on sunday yeah, and uh, also remember early in the year when he was getting out and rambling and rumbling and uh, breaking out of the pocket, and it was the new mobile Kirk who was going to uh, run like that. I don't know. He's he is you know he's like all mediocre quarterbacks. Sometimes he's okay. Sometimes he's not. He's a glorified Case Keenum, uh-huh. and uh, without much athletic ability. And uh, 
but uh, he's he's it is it is funny. He has gained uh, he has gained more popularity than he had a couple of years ago when he first came. To the, you know, so I don't I don't know about him, but uh, I still we 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 can't sort out the tiebreakers yet, right? They keep saying that because they, they won, they got a thirty three percent chance to make the playoffs. Right. right. They end up. Yeah, San Francisco's got the beat them head to head, but if you end up with, you're going to end up nine and eight's probably going to be a four way tie, don't you think? It very well could be. Playoff. Yeah. So then, that's then it's awful. not head that you can say, well, San Francisco's got the tiebreaker over the no, it's conference record Vikings, then. but it, it's not necessarily. Yeah, I think it's it's, I think the first tiebreaker, a multiple tie for that would be conference conference record. How is the Vikings conference record? It's pretty good and. Right now, they're in the seventh seed. If Washington beats Philadelphia tonight, Washington goes to the seventh seed. The Vikings go to eight. How can Washington beat anybody? They're terrible, and they. But Pat, and, this whole—that's the thing about the Heineke is hurt, right? Uh, COVID. Dude. COVID, but but he was he was last I heard trending in the right direction. Oh, means okay. The league's going to say, ah, this looks good yeah, to us. What the hell? He's close enough. Close enough. You, yeah, you're positive here, but it's yeah, it's close enough. Do, yeah. do you feel okay, Taylor? Yeah. Go play. Yeah. How, Isn't it something, though, that you got a team shooting for the playoffs that's desperate to have Tyler Heineke on the field for them? It is Come remarkable. On. It is remarkable. Is not a, uh, how about the reality. hey Pat? How how about the fact that starting uh, in in week sixteen, you will be tested if if you're vaxxed, If you tell them you're not feeling well, basically. Yes. So they they have to. So Zim's got to go in and say, you know, you know, unless you're collapsing in a bottle <laughs> a puddle of sweat in the middle of the locker room. There's no way. I feel like I might have a common cold. Can you test me for COVID, please? <laughs> well, there there will probably be some teams who just, you know, we've seen it in the past, teams that have no chance that guys start bailing out left and right. Oh, but, God, did, yes, yes. They you will. know who we have to – the zaniness of Dan Campbell. I got to say one thing about that screwball. He's got these idiots trying <laughs> – most weeks, right? I mean, it's. Did you see the Cardinals, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, that game. was unbelievable. I think Kingsbury's going to get fired if they don't, if they go into the playoffs and get beat right off the bat. I, I think that, I yeah. think they've watched the, the way that team's been playing lately. That ain't what they expected. Now, it's, it's, Kyler Murray, overrated. Lamar Jackson overrated these the real athletic quarterbacks that we all want. They uh they can kill you when they they make bad decisions. Uh and, and, and a lot of people have turned on Lamar Jackson, but Kyler I think is still a, a golden boy. But uh I didn't he almost single handedly let the Vikings beat him if they would have made that field goal. I I thought oh, against the Cardinals, yeah. With his bad interception. So I'm not a, I'm not all in on him, but 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 I guess the other thing is we now apply these standards to quarterbacks that you know I you know back in the day if a guy threw three interceptions and we've talked about this yeah okay uh, 
If it went over 25 yards, we'd say, ah, that's good as a punt. Who cares if the interceptions? But now it's now the turnovers have become so important. How come Dalvin couldn't find any room at all last night? I don't know. I mean blocking, he's slow he's slowed again. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well it was uh it was quite the pathetic the field. That that field is such a mess. Mm-hmm. Hey, accolade to the St. Thomas basketball team, the men's team, Johnny mm-hmm. Tower. Uh, they they had like four Division One recruits coming in. None of them made it to the starting gate. Uh, Jarvis O'Mersa, the kid from the Gophers, uh, I heard nobody officially told me this, didn't want to get vaxxed, so he's not on the team. He didn't enroll. Uh, they had a kid from uh, Eastridge who had played at Wisconsin-Milwaukee who's in school, but he's not on the team yet. They had another one that bailed out and went to the JUCO instead. And, and they're playing with the same team that played in the MIAC last year. And last night they started their Summit League play by winning at Nebraska Omaha. They've they've won a bunch of games playing their same roster they would have had if they uh if they'd stayed in the MIAC. It's kinda of weird. Really? I think in some cases the uh there's so damn many division one teams now that you know there's a lot of them that are, you know, glorified D two and a half teams. But uh, right. Tower's a great guy and those that uh, They've already won. They're kind of like Ben Johnson's team. They've they've already won one more game in the Summit League than I thought they were going to win. You know what I don't like? Speaking of Aaron grievances, the uh, fact we've had two Big Ten games and then we got to go back to playing nobodies. That's the thing, though. The ideas of having early December games, two Big Ten. I don't like that. I liked it. Okay, we got January first, right? We got rid of the crap. Let's go. Let's go. Now we can, you know, the, the rest of it's the, the conference games. Because we started this a couple of, what, like five years no, ago? Five years ago because they want TV. They wanted the yeah. Big Ten Network wanted to, and other TV outlets that they use. Big Ten to. Network is the devil, Pat. Big Ten <laughs> Network has done more bad to everything about college sports and the Big Ten than any good. Yeah, that that is uh, that is true. But they've uh, they've allowed uh, they've allowed the Gophers to have 105 scholarships and for football uh, during the COVID period, and uh, PJ Fleck to keep getting raises and uh, yeah. and everybody to make, they've they've allowed the uh, football programs to make to spend a lot more money. So. What are college sports now? Like, what have they become? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's been any seismic shift in sports in my lifetime like what we're seeing now. Because I don't know what. Oh, no. You You're know. Right. Yeah, it's a complete, It's it, it does not resemble anything about what the sport was when I was a kid through my 20s, 30s, right? Uh, well, uh, the, you know, I heard, I happened to be in a, car and I was somehow listening to one satellite station and they had Brady Hoka, who was, you know, the failed Michigan coach who's back at San Diego State. Yes, which is great. And, yep. you know, there's this huge difference between the, uh, you know, the Power Five and then the, and then the, the other six conferences. 
and he's now in one of those other six conferences. But the differences become even larger with the name, image, and likeness thing with certain – I mean, the Gophers, I read something that the go. I'll say one thing. Fleck and Coyle and whoever has really tried to underplay how many players they have that are getting some side money from this NIL, from the local corporations, probably to prevent inner, inner roster uh, jealousy, right? But right. the Gophers actually – in football, have quite a few of them. I read something that they, they they do, but they haven't publicized it much. But you also have, I mean, it, it it's just increased the advantage for the Alabamas of the world, and, and which they didn't they didn't need any. Uh, I, I'm not against it, but it's uh, it's it it's made the distance between the power five and the other six, even greater. I mean, Cincinnati's the last gasp and Cincinnati's going to the big 12. So, uh, you know, the, 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 the ones in the power and the group of six that they call it that are any good are, um, you know, moving up now. So to the, uh, to the, to the big 12. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely strange. <laughs> and then this transfer year, so right. this kid from Montana State, Totino Grace, a kid, Lewis kid, his name, big, big tackle. He went out to Montana State, and I wrote it. They were getting ready to play Mon, to go to North Dakota State to play in the uh, semifinals of the of the FCS tournament in 2019, and he was a fourth year junior, and he went out there. And he just, he didn't shave or, or cut his hair for like three years out there. And he's this mountainous guy and he got, you know, this great mountain man look to him and just a great kid. And I had great fun talking to him and all the Totino people loved him. So he's a fourth year junior. Montana State's now going to play North Dakota, North Dakota State in the FCS title game. He's still there. <laughs> He's still there because of the COVID. He's a he's a sixth year tackle. He's my age. He's still there. Yeah, he's still there. It's unbelievable. This, but the, this giving everybody the free COVID years, unbelievable. And you know, and they're transferring around and stepping they in. And said, okay, you can you can have five years, okay. But if you redshirted, sometime tough bananas. That's oh. it. Five is the maximum. We're getting a free COVID year for somebody who hadn't, you know, who had to use. But you're given these red shirts, and then you're getting, and then they have an injured year. The Gophers had one lineman this year who was a seventh year, seventh year college. Yeah, get out in society. Chipped it to the column. No, he, no, are you kidding? Get out in society. Get yourself a job. Be productive. We don't need you still playing college football when you're not going to be an NFL or after six years. We don't need it. Get out in society. The greatest racket of all time. Seven years of college for basically free. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't what leave. Was, either what, was if I could have what was Blue Tarski's line in Animal House about, you know, six years down the drain or something when they, when they were getting thrown out of school or something. Yeah. It's uh it is amazing. That was 
that was one of my most controversial columns that almost got me in bad shape with the uh, with uh, Roger Parkinson when the uh, you were at the strip when we had the uh, Olympic Festival. Oh yeah, and we were a gold medal sponsor. We had a couple. I covered Taekwondo, baby. Okay, we, we covered it. You covered Taekwondo. I, I was a Taekwondo you know correspondent. Was going on? I, I had no. Didn't too. matter. I had no idea what they were trying to accomplish. I signed up, and they signed me Taekwondo. <laughs> well, the last I was sick of it by the last weekend because it was about ten days, wasn't it? It went two yes. weekends, I think. Yes, and I think for the Saturday column, I wrote. Go home, get a job. We don't care about team handball, you know, or stuff like this. Because you know, you're college educated, you know, if you, you know, we don't we don't need you to spend the next five years trying to be on a team handball team that was gonna finish ninth and it'll get beat by Yugoslavia in the Olympics or something. So uh yeah, that one <laughs> that one they they swallowed hard and ran it, but they they were a little nervous about it because I just basically disemboweled the whole thing of the Olympic Festival. That was back when I was spunky. Before early nineties, you you took a lot of shrapnel. Yes, yes, willingly. Yes, I did. I, I look for it now. I, you know, now if it happens, it happens. But uh, I feel it takes a lot more now, though. Oh yeah, because it's all like, out think- there on. Yeah, yeah I feel like I mean, if you wrote that now about the festival, yeah. it would be yeah, because people be shock, saying the but... same thing about Twitter. You know, Dan yeah. Shaughnessy, uh, my friend from the Boston Globe, when this, you know, when Twitter was hitting stride and and the blogs and the whole thing, he says, you know, sports columns we used to be unique. He says there are now three hundred million sports columnists. Yep. <laughs> In this country, whether they're on Twitter or on blogs or something, there's sports columns. Oh, there's sports columnists everywhere. So, I still think correct. I still think drinking Patrick with Twitter would have been the most intriguing. Like, like, and, and you wouldn't have lasted. Don't no, get me wrong, but I do think that that I would have, I would have gone all powers at two thirty in the morning someday. <laughs> I was full of tangerine, and I would have gone Tom Powers. That was my. Uh, that was the favorite bit. One of the favorite bits we came up in the dying days of the ride with Ricey was. And now here's another Tom Powers moment. And then I would go into a rant about something. I miss that guy. Damn, he was good. He was so, he was so good that, that he basically then said, you know what? Screw it. I'm done totally. Yes, right. I think he'd cut back to a column a week on Sundays, and and then he he went on that Twitter rant and said, "Ah, yeah. just bleep it. I'm done completely. <laughs> I quit." Yeah. They didn't even have to fire him from it. No, no, he didn't. He didn't defend his turf. He just told the whole just, world to go screw themselves. See you later. Yeah, he was all right, sir. Though. All right, we'll talk to you the next last, week. Patrick. The last uh, the, the the back back in the day when the St. Paul paper we we are. Love St. Paul paper still had enough assets, you know. So kind of sad. So all right. Well, uh, have a good Christmas and have a good festivus too after that game. So uh, all righty, gentlemen. See you next week. Bye. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. 
Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, I think you're going to love Viator. If you haven't heard, Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. They've got everything from simple tours to extreme adventures, all the cool and interesting stuff in between as well. Well, this year, my wife and kids are making one of my bucket list trips come true. We're going to Sun Valley. So we're going to fly to Sun Valley, and I tell you, the thought of bringing skis, poles, boots, snowboards, everything overwhelming. But that's where Viator came in. They made this incredibly easy. I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom, Viator arranges a first-class experience, custom ski, snowboard, and boot fittings and tickets delivered right to the condo. It's pretty amazing. Experiences are what we love most about travel. They create these long-lasting moments and make memories that will last a lifetime. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked-out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.